Welcome to Marketing Thought Leadership, the podcast that offers insightful discussions on thought-provoking marketing topics. Here's the host of our show, marketing consultant, speaker, author, and educator, and the president of L2M Associates, Linda Popke. Welcome to our next episode of Marketing Thought Leadership. Today we're here with Mike Gosby. Mike is an author, a marketing strategist, and he's also the co-founder of the Kickstart Alliance. For over 23 years, he's worked on all angles of integrated marketing, helping companies of all sizes to streamline their marketing plans and accelerate sales. He's led a team of market strategists at HP, guided a worldwide organization at Sun Microsystems, and he's helped many startups introduce their new products and services. He's also just written a new book about marketing campaign development, What Marketing Executives Need to Know About Architecting Global Integrated Marketing Campaigns. So he's here today with us to talk about marketing campaigns and what's new and different and exciting that we should know about integrated marketing campaign development as we move forward. Welcome, Mike. Hi, Linda. Thanks so much. Glad to be here. Oh, we're glad to have you. Okay, so tell us, um, first of all, Tell us a little bit about yourself. Why are you such an expert in integrated marketing and marketing campaigns? Sure. So uh, as you mentioned in your intro, so I've, I've been working all angles of marketing campaigns for about 25 years and have had the opportunity to actually run the role of being a campaign manager uh, at several Fortune 500 companies and also some startups. And over the, the past 20 years or so, uh, I've actually learned what works, and I've earned my share of battle scars. So uh, as I went through the process, I actually started to write down things that I learned, little observations I had about what worked and what didn't work. And uh, once I had completed this mass of information, actually put it together in a, in a guide that actually had some observations that kind of hit me right between the eyes, some things that seemed to be obvious when I was going through through them, but actually, when I looked at them with kind of a fresh set of eyes, uh, there was some uh, new elements of it that actually I hadn't realized before. And so, I've spent the last uh, seven or eight years actually applying them uh, with actually some good results that have heightened the uh, the ROI and the ability to engage with prospects at levels higher than before. That's great. That's excellent. So can you tell us a little bit about some of the types of organizations perhaps that you've worked uh, Certainly. So the, uh, I work a lot with uh, business-to-business organizations, and it, these are companies that may have as few as one or two people in the marketing department uh, to, in some cases, many hundreds of people in marketing scattered across worldwide. And some of the techniques that I found actually work quite well in either stream of the organization, uh, whether you're a small team or a large team. And uh, those elements are what I'm looking to apply, and that's actually what I wrote the, wrote the book about. And maybe just to give you a little bit of a sense of where I'm coming at, and you talked about what's new and different in campaigns, let me see if I can lay out kind of a, a couple of analogies for you. Uh, when I found I was going through marketing campaigns in, in the past, and in fact, many companies still today when they say they're producing campaigns, they're really not. And so, uh, for example, when I ask this question, uh, I'll say, uh, tell me about the campaign that you're working on. And some folks will tell me, Mike, we're working on a great Google AdWords campaign. Or, Mike, we're working on a great PR campaign. And I'll have to stop them there, and I'll say, you know what, that, 
That's not really the type of campaign that I'm talking about. Uh, those uh, Google AdWords press releases, those are very important marketing activities, marketing elements, but taken in and of themselves, they're only one piece of the pie. So instead, what's kind of new and different in where we're going is to say, how can we build a relevant, meaningful dialogue with our prospect using a variety of marketing components, activities, and offers, but not in a random order, in a purposeful order that leads the prospect like a trail of breadcrumbs through your sales cycle quickly. And so that different approach, uh, that element of, uh, dare I say, a marketing discipline that says, you know, let's not be random, let's not produce marketing popcorn, a great press release over here, oh, Google AdWords over here. Let's actually see if we can visually flowchart them together in a logical order to drive the kind of interaction we want to have. You're saying that something like a Google AdWords project or program or a press program is really part of a bigger campaign. That's exactly right. So I, when I use the word campaign, I'm using campaign with a capital C. And if I were to equate it to a military analogy, I would say, okay, the, the uh, chief marketing officer or your chief campaign manager would say, that's the hill we want to go take, guys. That's where we want to establish our market beachhead. I don't know how we're going to get there. I don't know the tools that we're going to have, but that's the big deal. That's the initiative we want to go forward at. Uh, marketing team, you figure out what the right components are, and we'll figure out how we play them together uh, to get us there. So the big picture is what I'm talking about, kind of the campaign, the full integration of the marketing components. And what happens so often with many companies is that we as marketers are tasked with so many jobs to do, and we're short-staffed, and we don't have the funds that we need to maybe hire as many resources as we want. And because we're moving so fast, we take shortcuts. And those shortcuts um, make us think or makes us fall into the traps of siloed thinking. Hence your Google AdWords campaign, where you may have somebody on your web team who is their full job or a good p component of their job is focusing just on uh, search engine optimization, Google AdWords, or pay-per-clicks, and they'll do a great job, but that's in isolation of what the larger campaign is all about. And that's why I promote kind of moving forward. We, need, we as marketers need to remember the, C with the campaign with the capital C. Think of the bigger picture. Exactly. Exactly. So thinking in silos is, is one trap that marketers could fall into. Why are a few of the other traps that we need to be aware of when we design campaigns? Yeah, you know what? There are, there are a couple that I see all too often in forming campaigns. And the first problem is really being able to clarify what the central objective is. Uh, and the appropriate metrics uh, to get us there. So there's a lot of confusion. And, and for example, I, I will uh, talk with marketing teams, and I'll ask them, you know, hey, what's your central objective? And I may hear things that range from, uh, you know, Mike, our primary objective is to generate uh, three press releases per month uh, to, uh, at the one end, all the way to says, you know, Mike, uh, we're going to introduce a product on uh, Thursday and then, uh, we're going to hold a webinar on uh, Friday. And, and again, all of those items are kind of discrete, and it's kind of missing the big picture, the, the all-important, why are we actually 
doing this. And so there's a cascade order of objectives, if you will. And at the campaign level, the objective is, you know, what's the primary thing we're trying to accomplish? Are we trying to grow market share? Are we trying to grow faster than the market? Are we trying to uh, replace competitive alternatives? Are we trying to migrate uh, our installed base from version 5 of our product to version 6? These are big, big ideas, big element uh, uh, items. And what's important is when the team is not clear on what the uniform big-ticket direction is, then you fall into siloed thinking where everybody is working to their own drummer or they're, they're marching to the beat of their own drummer and may not necessarily be aligned uh, correctly behind the big picture. So that's one trap. Uh, what goes kind of hand-in-hand with that, the, the next trap, is that uh, – Many folks think that they've uh, articulated and clarified to their peers what they're working on, when in fact it's very unclear what your counterparts are working on. I can give you an example. This is partly a result of siloed thinking and partly a result of everybody being so busy, whereas uh, let's say you have a PR person sitting in the same cubicle of the ad person, the ad manager doesn't understand the PR priorities as much as the PR person might think, even though they're sitting next to each other. So there's a lack of internal communication at the, at the worst kind of uh, spectrum. And at the best, there has been communication, but it's been quickly forgotten, and it needs to be repeated. So as well as you think your team is communicating internally, you know, I'm here to say it's not as good as you think. And so Kind of those couple of things put together, the lack of a clarifying objective, uh, poor or not optimized internal communication, and a misunderstanding of what a true marketing campaign is versus is not, those are three of the most common challenges I find marketers faced with today. One of the things, Mike, that you talk about a lot is marketing blueprints. And that's something that some of us may not be familiar with. What is a marketing blueprint, and why is that important for a marketer today? Uh, that's a great that's a great question. So, to answer that, let me I need to go back in in time a little bit, and I'll speak from my own personal uh, experience. So, when I was running a marketing team within HP or Sun, or even uh, more recently at Ariva, uh, I was given the task to put together a marketing plan. And the plan, kind of with a capital P, came with a lot of baggage associated with that word. Oh, gosh, you know, the plan is 30 to 50 slides or even longer, and it's going to be this great pile of information that's going to sit on somebody's desk and gather dust, and it's really not going to be useful. I had a lot uh, of those books on my uh, bookshelf gathering oh, dust, didn't you? I know. It's a, it's a <laughs> common thing. Now, plans – so don't get me wrong. The marketing plan is incredibly important, but what was missing is – the practical application of the plan to actually execute with a purpose, with confidence. And I thought, uh, you know what, there has to be a tool that can help me bridge going from marketing plan to the random execution that might result without any kind of guidance along the way. That led to this new uh, tool or a technique, it's kind of a combination, that I call a marketing blueprint. And a marketing blueprint is literally 
the stitching together in a flowchart fashion of activities and offers that help guide your uh, prospect through your sales cycle, either through it quickly or out of it so you don't waste time. So I'll give you some examples. So marketing blueprints are really um, tagged with specific marketing programs. And so there, there's actually a handful of, of the infinite number of marketing activities and offers you could come up with. There is no end to the creativity that you can, um, you can foster. When I looked at, through my experience and with my clients, why were you doing all those things? What kind of program objectives were you trying to uh, accomplish? I found that there were actually just seven programs that those activities and offers would be linked. And I'll give you a few examples. Uh, you can do awareness programs or thought leadership. You might have competitive replacement, migration, renewal, capturing of brand new customers. So there, there are seven things that I'm willing to bet if any marketers were to look at all the activities, all of the elements you're working on over the course of the year, you could tie these back to one of those central program objectives. So a marketing blueprint, there's a marketing blueprint for each of those objectives. So for example, if we want to migrate our installed base from version 5 to version 6, and that migration, migration isn't a uh, simple de facto uh, easy as pie kind of thing, if it's a little bit more complicated than that, then there needs to be a dialogue that unfolds over time that helps walk your installed base or your prospect base through that process. And you will use a series of activities such as webinars or press releases, events, uh, field contact, etc., and offers such as white papers or promotions or, or various items you might give away along the way. But you don't want to throw those up at random, nor do you want to play them all at the same time. So I found that the companies who do this best think about their marketing campaigns and their programs as if they're playing a game of chess, and they're thinking two or three moves ahead. So if I do this webinar activity, what happens next? And after they receive the white paper, what kind of conversation can I have with them now? And what happens if they sign up for the webinar but they don't attend? Well, there's a different kind of dialogue that plays out. So you can see as you ask these questions, you can kind of play out almost on a game board uh, how each of these activities and offers might flow in a logical formation so you can feed information to the prospect on their terms when they're ready to receive it and digest it and then act upon it. And Marketing Blueprints is the tool or the, the technique that helps you take those thoughts, put it on a single sheet of paper, and say, oh, here's exactly how I want the dialogue to unflow, un, uh, unfold with this prospect base over the next three weeks, three months, one year. Great. So the, what the Marketing Blueprints, if I understand you right, Mike, what that does then is take this plan, which may be a little bit abstract, and really gives you kind of a step-by-step, -step, how do I go off and implement this in the real world? And depending on the reaction that I get from my prospects and customers, I have an action plan as to how I react and how do I proceed next to accomplish my marketing objectives. 
That's exactly right. And right. the the other thing that it does, just to close this out, is a marketing blueprint is not done by the marketer in isolation of other team members. It's a cross-functional exercise, and you'll do this with your marketing team, with your sales counterparts, so everybody is aligned, everybody's in agreement, and they know the role that they're going to play in the unfolding of this uh, dialogue with your prospect and customer base. That's excellent. That's great. Well, thank you, Mike. This is very helpful. So one final thought before we let you go. Can you tell us what three things you would recommend for marketers to do today? And we're, we're in kind of a, um, a changing market and a changing economy, so it's not necessarily the way things might have been six months or a year ago. But what three things can marketers do today that would really help improve the quality of their campaigns in this environment? Yeah, absolutely. And so I I am always thinking kind of practical and pragmatic steps. So here are the three things that I would recommend. And, And we've touched on all of them today in our call already. The first is look for opportunities to improve your internal communication. Uh, a quote that I love from Dwight, Dean Eisen, uh, Dwight Eisenhower, the U.S. president and general, he said, plans are nothing, planning is everything. And what, what he meant by that, of course, is that the actual uh, end document of the plan, these 30 to 100 pages that sits on its shelf, not so valuable. But the planning exercise, the dialogue, the communication, the, the hallway conversations that you have with your team members – are ever so important because that's when you can kind of tease up conversations to challenge your assumptions and to make sure that people are aligned or aware of uh, various marketing elements that you're considering that you're playing from. And as I mentioned earlier, however well you think you're doing at internal communication, I'm here to tell you that in reality it's not as good as you think it is. So step number one, look for opportunities to improve internal uh, communication. Everything from lunch and learn uh, brown bag sessions to inviting somebody outside your team to come into a staff meeting and share what they're doing uh, to, you know, informal uh, but uh, structured breaks during the day where you can invite kind of this cross-functional team engagement. Look for little things to do. They make, really, they make a big difference uh, in building teamwork and helping that communication. So that's step one. Step two is take 30 minutes to walk through a marketing blueprint exercise. And the reason I say 30 minutes is with purpose. So I have actually found that to have that little bit of strategic insight only takes 30 minutes uh, to gather your cross-functional team. There are a couple of key questions you can ask them about the marketing program, about how you think the prospects will respond to it, and after they do, what happens next? There's actually a method to the madness, which uh, is described in more detail in the book, but you can actually walk through this in 30 minutes. It's not a big amount of time. It's actually a very fun, engaging exercise uh, that can help kind of rally your team about the programs. So if, if folks are out there thinking, gosh, Mike, I, I don't have time for another you know, strategic workshop exercise, you know what, we're not talking about a day or even a half day. We're talking about 30 minutes to ask some fun interactive questions that will really help yeah, you move like down, the, down the line. That's pizza, right? What's minutes. that? There you go. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and the third, the, the third piece is you want to make – the success that you have visible. 
uh, to others. Now, to be sure, in the best organizations, if you look and you say, well, what made their marketing program so successful? One of the key elements is from the very top, whether it's the CEO or the chief marketing officer or uh, a business manager, uh, those folks were aware of the marketing program, their sponsorship was very visible, and they were engaged in the whole process of, of marketing. So uh, that level of visibility with the management team works both ways to both motivate the team and also help educate the executive staff on what you're working on. Look for ways to encourage that visibility and invite the visibility. And as you manage your metrics through the, the program and as you hit key milestones, uh, don't keep them a secret. Look for ways to communicate that internally. Again, back to maybe the brown bag lunch or the improving internal communications. We've kind of come full circle on that. But uh, keeping it visible, have people aware of what you're doing. Share your success. Share the learnings because uh, it's a team sport. And uh, as we move into this tough economic climate, marketers have to be very um, very focused, even more focused than before, and very practical and pragmatic on our choices and our priorities as far as what we're going to execute when and for which target audience. We can't be all things to all people. We need to be very focused. And so using kind of these three steps, improving internal communications, uh, taking 30 minutes to walk through a blueprint exercise, and three, finding ways to make our success, our little milestones of success visible. Those are three relatively easy things that we can do without requiring extra budget today that will make a big difference in how uh, people and specifically sales teams and executives feel about our marketing programs and give us an opportunity to exercise some marketing leadership that our companies so desperately need to get through this economic storm that we're all working through. That's great advice, Mike, and really, really good way to end there. We um, appreciate having that, um, that perspective for, from you, and, uh, and definitely there's some things there that I think our audience will enjoy listening to and, and putting into practice. So I want to thank Mike again. Uh, Mike is the – we're talking with Mike Gosby, and he is with the Kickstart Alliance. You can reach him. His website is www.kickstartalliance.com. All, that's K-I-C-K-S-T-A-R-T-A-L-L.com. You can also reach Mike at Mike G, M-I-K-E-G, at kickstartall.com. And Mike is also the author of the new book, Marketing Campaign Development, What Marketing Executives Need to Know About Architecting Global Integrated Marketing Campaigns, and that is available on Amazon. So, Mike, I want to thank you again for being with us. Oh, you're welcome. Glad to be here. Thank you, Linda. Okay, and to our audience, thank you for listening, and we'll see you again soon. Uh, and in the meantime, go out there and think about marketing leadership. Thanks very much. We hope you enjoyed this edition of Marketing Thought Leadership, brought to you by L2M Associates. If you'd like to find out how you can improve the return on your investment in marketing programs, processes, or people, contact us at www.l2massociates.com.